Hey, Jesse, I have to say I really enjoyed your sermon this morning. Thanks, Eric. That means a lot. I, uh, it's cool to be here talking about it with you. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, so the first idea that jumped out was this idea of, of, of work and worship. And you just said that as God uh, creates, he is filling emptiness and he's bringing order uh, to chaos. And I think it's so interesting so easy for us to think of Genesis one as just this matter of fact um, account of God in kind of as an isolated act, uh, just sort of doing these things. And yet we forget that, no, this is, this is written for us to think about how we've been invited into this creative process uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think even people point out that like, Genesis, sure, it does tell us about creation, but it's also mm-hmm. like a uh, a founding document for the people of Israel to understand mm-hmm. themselves. And so we're invited to understand our place in the world by looking mm-hmm. at this text. And that, uh, according according you know to the authors, you know, it involves ordering the chaos that's still left in the world and mm-hmm. and filling what is empty. And I think we can see that in you know we think about you know. Uh, the art of politics as mm. organizing institutions so we can flourish and and so it, you know so we can uh, uh, treat our neighbors and those mm. around us with uh, generosity and justice so we can live well together you know art does that uh, farming and the provision of food involves kind of mm-hmm. filling what's empty and ordering chaos and so forth so yeah I even think about how we order our, our living spaces uh, do we do we do it for the sake of community? Are we doing it for this idea of hospitality? Are we inviting people into our spaces? Or are we isolating ourselves in, in our spaces? And, and are these um, places unordered? Are they chaotic? And, in, and because of that, no one's invited in. Yeah, it, it, yeah. There's chaos in the household too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, my, my wife's a home organizer and it's interesting how the first step of ordering chaos is that they have to invite her in and sometimes that is the first issue because they're like well i don't think i want anyone to see this mess Um, so uh i I think it's important to acknowledge that part of ordering chaos is inviting others into it so there's that community aspect we don't do any of this alone we're doing this together and we're actually uh, living alongside one another as we pursue um this calling yeah, one hundred percent. We've we've together got to enter the neighborhood of chaos, as uh, Rowan Williams puts it. So. That's right. That's right. Uh, the second point that you made, and I just found it to be really profound, was this idea that it's so easy to misinterpret uh, the calling to have dominion and to subdue creation, and a lot of people have misinterpreted it and have actually used it to justify a lot of um, bad things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's been used all over, you know, whether it's abuse of the environment to mm-hmm. the crusades, to mm-hmm. enslavement um, of other people. It, mm-hmm. It's been widely, you know, co-opted for those kinds of purposes. And and that grit though, there actually is, I think, some some grit to these concepts, but it's mm. it's not grit that comes about because you know humans ought to be violent and do whatever we want with the earth. <laughs> Rather, like 
it's gritty engaging with chaos the way God engages mm -hmm. with chaos, you know, mm -hmm. and, and God isn't engaging with chaos for his own purposes or because mm -hmm. he's egotistical. God engages with chaos so we can flourish. So mm -hmm. plants and animals can flourish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And while we're talking about chaos, I love that Wendell Berry quote where he says we need to keep wild places we need to keep places that are untouched places that remind us of who we are and who god is and and what creation is and i think to some degree what chaos is because wrapped up in the mystery of this reality there's this this idea that deep beauty is somehow associated with uh chaos or or with at least the ordering of it or chaos in its place uh, and I, I thought maybe we could just unpack that a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. It's, it's deeply mysterious that, you know, when God, like there's so much, uh, there's so much imagery of, of chaos, especially mm -hmm. with the waters, the kind of, uh, mm -hmm. dark, deep waters where we don't understand what's living in it. And, and the ancients used waters a lot and these <laughs> sea creatures like the Leviathan and Job to symbolize chaos and stuff. And, and mm -hmm. on the day when God gathers the waters together um, and arranges for the sea creatures to flourish in it, he says, it's good. And he's kind <laughs> of giving his stamp of approval to the chaos that's left mm -hmm. in the world, mm -hmm. though it's in its rightful place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that there's just a deep, profound beauty to that idea, chaos in its rightful place. And uh I think about Rowan Williams when he talks about baptism, even, and uh, how Jesus was allowed himself to be lowered into the waters, symbols of yeah. chaos and destruction, uh, but not not as this idea of, of being sort of cleansed and purified, but actually this idea of, of follow me into the chaos of the world. I am paving the way and and we together contend with this uh, with with new power and new authority. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that brings the final point, uh, which was aesthetic unity and how Christ does bring an immense amount of aesthetic unity to our calling as co-creators with God, because we get to lean into this, um, this profound idea of selfless love and self-giving love as we engage with the natural world with each other. And then you said that from that posture, we are, have a freedom to just get to know our neighbors and get to know the land. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the, as you and Stephen have talked about aesthetic unity and, and mm -hmm. the life of the church, it, it just has so many different dimensions as we think about kind of narrating the story of our lives according to the story of Jesus, because mm -hmm. it impacts our individual lives and how we can make sense of our experiences with our traumas, with our joys, mm. and we can find a coherence to it. Then it impacts our, our story of, you know, being together, like mm. as a group of people. Um, mm. And it just continues to flow, overflow and overflow, and I think have ripple effects that, you know, uh, further enable us to bring order to chaos and to fill what's empty. Um, yeah. Well, that's a great place to, to end today. I, I just, again, thank you so much for, for delivering the, the sermon and I uh, look forward to hearing from you soon. You're welcome, man. Yeah, let's talk more soon. Bye. Take care. Bye.